this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Welcome to Never Meet Your Idols, a podcast where your idols get real, whether you like, like, it, like it or, or not. not. Welcome to episode five of season two of Never Meet Your Idols. We're your hosts. I'm Corey. And I'm Laura Mary. And we're really excited because Patty Schemmel from Hole is coming on in a second. And yeah. that's a big deal to us because we're both huge fans of Hole. Yeah, I can't believe it, actually. It's, um, it's really mad. You're like rocking back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's going to have a breakdown. <laughs> it's my teenage self, but it's not even my teenage self. Like I listen to Hole all the time all the time it never left I don't it's not like something that I used to like I love I still love those records like I did when I first heard it at 15 or 14 or whatever that's true we've talked about other bands that we've listened to growing up that inspired us and how at the time we listened to them they're such a big deal and if we hear their stuff now it brings us back to that time but I think holes different in that way where we still actively listen to them and yeah we're still just as blown away now as we were before. Yeah, exactly. I think like live through this has like this feeling that I can't really explain, but and celebrity skin. I mean, I love pretty on the inside as well. And there's like some EPs and stuff they did before that. I I love all of it, but. Um, But live through this was really what. Yeah. Got, you know, just was like blew me away. Still to this day, I just songs off of that are just incredible like songwriting wise performance everything is just perfect sometimes I'm like if I can't sleep I literally go on YouTube and there's like been all these new um, videos of performances of whole like back in the 90s that people have uploaded only recently and I've like watched entire concerts and it's just so amazing and I it's still just so good when you watch it so everything about it the whole like sound look everything was really unique and um live through this there was there was a song on there that was also written by Kat Bielen from Babes in Toyland who was also one of the big bands that I loved and um I really loved that song and I didn't realize that she had co-written it I think with Courtney and um but yeah that's a great song on there and I don't know it's just a great record like you said yeah it really is it's like epitome of rock record in like the rawest kind of bad yeah it's way. raw yeah and like pretty on the inside there's a song called garbage man that's like one of my favorite songs ever one of my favorite whole songs is um olympia is that oh called? yeah when, when I, went I went to, to school, school in olympia yeah 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 i love that song um yeah this is exciting and i think patty's gonna have a lot of good stories too so ah, ready ah. Deep breaths, deep breaths. Okay. Here's your idol, Patty Shemmel. Hi. 
Hi, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, I went back through and I listened to so much of your podcast because I love podcasts. And oh, cool. And when I walk my dog, that's what I do. And the the Lanigan one was so good because he's just that's it was him. You know, he's just kind of like <laughs> kind of kind of gruffy old like quiet guy, but kind of like classic guy too. You know, yeah, just kind classic of classic rock guy. Cool. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It was. And then Patrick Carney's was really good. I didn't expect him to be a little bit like he was kind of shit talkery, which I love. <laughs> I loved it too. Yeah. I was really surprised because it was hard for me because I've been pretty, because we've talked shit about him, <laughs> about the black keys, oh, like yeah. on previous episodes. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, I just kind of put it out there and he took it so well. Right? Yeah, he did. And it was great. Like the banter. Yeah, he was cool about it. Yeah. So it was great. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Actually, you're probably yeah. our first guest yeah. ever <laughs> who really? actually like listened to the show. Yeah. It's really good because you get to hear that perspective of people that have, that have, you know, become successful, but then also have had people, you know, when they meet their idols, how did it go? Was it like, you know, you're always like, it, it gives you that sort of, um, sort of like that like door to meet somebody that you're you've grown up you know idolizing but you're also maybe on a little better footing than the normal person you know because they're both musicians yeah. or whatever so it's kind of yeah. cool that way and then also there's always some you know there's always the other side of the story where somebody's kind of an asshole and you're like yeah yeah fucking asshole. of course yeah <laughs> of course yeah do you have a story have you ever met your idol or one of your idols someone's idol <laughs> yes um growing up i was really into the go-go's of course you know when they came out that first record um you know all girl band i was a drummer um you know i i really you know just looked up to gina shock she's amazing and when um when i was in hole we played these um there was all these like, like radio shows you know where it's like holiday you know the jingle bell blah blah festival or whatever and then there's a bunch of bands you just play like five songs and then another band comes and they're really weird sort of on bills you know there's like uh rancid whole the go-go's <laughs> um jesus and mary chain so, you know and the go-go's were playing at one of these little jingle bell things and it was in berkeley and um so i went you know where i went to their room you know and i was like hey and they just put out like a, a new record and then a greatest hit so i went in and i was like um huge fan and you know my friend joe knew some of them too so he sort of like facilitated it and um <clears throat> it was cool and then you know i was like really nice to meet you so me and gina got to be friends so whenever we were in the same city for anything you know um she'd say you know come by my hotel will hang out, you know, anyway, oh, that's cool. go, go forward in time to, um, I had a baby the year earlier. And so we were like, I wasn't playing a lot of music. I was kind of like at home with the baby, you know? And I was like, God, and being a musician, that's kind of like touring as a drummer is like where I would make my money, you know, it wasn't really like royalties, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I was really scrambling a bit to like get some work and, Anyway, I get this call or this email from Kathy Valentine from the Go-Go's and she's like, um, hey, 
Gina hurt her back, but we have to get ready for these summer shows because they do these sort of, there's these heritage bands like B-52s. And so they're like, Gina hurt her back. Could, do you think you would be able to sit in and, uh, you know, maybe play the songs or, you know, just see how it goes in case she's not going to be able to do it. So it's like, fuck yes. And I, I went to rehearsals. They're like, we'll be at, you know, this rehearsal place. And I go in there and like, I bring in my drums and set them up. And like, I knew all the songs and, um, and it was amazing because I was just sort of acquaintances with everybody else, but they were so great and supportive. And like, she was so cool. So while I was playing, I was like, you know, I was playing like, like I used to sit down and put th this record on and like put down the record deal and play along. And, and I was thinking like back to the fact that when I was a kid, like, would I ever have thought of that? Like in the future, actually doing that? And, Full circle. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, like I've grown, I was, you know, I was an adult. I had so many experiences musically, but I was, I didn't want to like be, I didn't want to like forget how special that was, you know, that moment doing just hanging out with Jane Wheedlin. Like it was so amazing. And then, you know, playing, you know, we got the B and um, it was sort of like one of those uh, make a wish foundation things. <laughs> I kept thinking it was like that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and I kept thinking, thinking back to like, don't let this, you know, don't be, um, you know, just so know how special this is. And like, it was almost like a gift to my little self, you know, like, yeah, this is for you, little person <laughs> that loved the go-go, <laughs> like you're doing this. And it turned out that Gina um, was able to do the tour, um, but they had me on call and to be ready to go, which was amazing. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was that that was definitely the one of those. I mean, at the top of my list of yeah, great moments. Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, that's really cool. Yeah, wait, what year was this? This was like 2011. Yeah, 2011. Okay, so not. Oh my gosh, I can't. I was like, that's not that long ago. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. Years ago. Yeah. So does, does that mean you have a you have a ten year old? Yeah, she's ten. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. What is being a mom like? That's it's early it was like a complete mind explosion you know like i'm responsible for this other person and amazing but uh, like definitely one of the hardest things i've ever done is um because i'm you know so concerned about doing it right you know and, and exposing her to all yeah. the right things and um amazing and special and cool and and i try not to push like music on her like i really <laughs> want to though i'm like <laughs> i would that was my next question and then i just want her to arrive there on her own you know yeah. but um and allow her to have her experience like with her favorite bands like like a lot of parent like i hear um or i'll read my friend's instagram you know like uh you know joey really likes that ramon leave a home better than rocket to russia and i'm like sure he does <laughs> come on <laughs> yeah, you know he doesn't uh -huh. <laughs> He's like, no, he loves Post Malone. Don't lie. <laughs> you know, like my kid likes, she really likes, you know, like the Mowglies and, uh, you know, uh, stuff like Charlie XCX. But um, so I try to like stay out of the way and let her have her thing, you know, like yeah. she'll, she'll discover what, she, what, what the Velvet Underground when she's in her teens and depressed. Or <laughs> yeah. Because you were like only 11 or something when you started drums. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So was drums something that you always wanted to do when you were really little or was it just 
or did you play any other instruments as well? I didn't, you know, I was I just into music, you know, and then um, I was in, you know, like I played, I was into sports, you know, cause I want, I was like a little, I wanted to be a boy and in sports, there were teams you know, where girls couldn't be on this, but they could do this and like music, that wasn't the case. You could do whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there wasn't like a rule saying you couldn't play drums, you know? Yeah. And it was the most physical, you know, drums were really physical and loud and expressed myself that way. It was like so cool to like see a lot of girls doing it. So I wanted to do it, you know, and I wanted to play um, rock and be like physical, like guys, you know? Were your parents surprised when yeah. you said drums? No, of course not. <laughs> no, really? no, no. Um, and they were always like, you know, pretty, in, they encouraged me to do do something with art, you know, or um, music or photography or, you know. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Were they artists too? Yeah, but, you know, like my dad loved photography and my mom was like, you know, a funny actress, but not, they were in Brooklyn and in New York and then moved to Seattle, which was like the dumbest move I thought. Like, but I wasn't, you know, I didn't even exist at that point. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you still knew better. Yeah, like, God. Why did you go to Seattle? I mean, not even Seattle proper, like in the woods. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they they um, were like, you know, they, they were artists, but they, you know, they had day jobs and, you know, had a family. And so, yeah. Um, going back to the idol stuff, have you ever met anyone that was like not so cool in the time that you were playing? Um, well, Growing up, I really liked Kiss. I gotta say, I, I mean, like it, me and Larry, my brother really liked that, the, you know, the whole theatrics of it, you know, and, yeah. um, and you could collect stuff. And, uh, so there was, um, in 92, there was this, you know, radio festival in Seattle and Backstage, G. Simmons was there, and it was so weird. What are you doing here? But whatever. And he was walking around, and um, I don't know. Somebody introduced us and said, "But this is Gene Simmons." And I was like, "Whoa!" And he and he he was like, "Hi," you know. And then we got a picture, but he put his hand on my ass, <gasps> Gene Simmons. Of course, you know. But and and I thought, well, that's just typical, right? That's what a, you know. That's what yeah. he does, you know. But um, yeah, that what. And, you know, nowadays I wouldn't like a band like Kiss, but when you're a certain age, it's like whatever connects, you know, like, um, yeah, the, the girls, I was in this band called Upset and the girls in my band are, oh, are a lot younger than me. They're like, they're millennials. So they really love Spice Girls and like Cheryl Crow. And I, what, you know, but those <laughs> were the bands that yeah. they connected to, they connected to that. So I respect, you know, and it's like, yeah. If you, you know, as a musician, if somebody connects to you at a certain age, you'll always have them as a listener, you know, yeah. I'll always go back and listen to, you know, a, you know, dress to kill or whatever from Kissinger. And, and like, somehow it's just like a comfy blanket or something. Yeah. You know? Sentimental. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that because I was saying like how much of a, well, we're both whole fans, but I was just sort of saying that. I still listen to like live through this or I listen to all whole records, but like, I still, you know how people are always like, I used to listen to that, but I, I listen to it, you know, all the time. And it still has the same feeling for me and it never went away. Wow. And it still inspires me so much. And um, 
it inspired me really so much seeing you playing drums when I was younger and it was like the first time I saw like a female drummer and um yeah I just wanted to tell you that because Thank it you. had like a massive impact on me I mean like Laura said we both were huge are huge whole fans past the point of it just being a sentimental thing yeah. you know because they're like you said with Kiss there's records for us too and bands for us where I'm not a fan present day but they'll always have like a special kind of sentimental place you know when the song comes on i feel very like it brings me back to being 14. but hole is kind of one of, is one of those bands where still we're very currently fans and listeners and um do you think that now that there seems to be this big almost 90s resurgence in a lot of ways um have you noticed that there are more younger people discovering hole all of a sudden yeah um and it's not so much just recently it's i mean i mean it's been like not lately but all like for a while it seems like there's been i guess because the older i get the more um the more there'll be things like you know my mom uh really loved doll parts you know my mom loved to listen <laughs> to it and um a lot of you know like like my daughter li listened listened to whole like maybe twice and she was like ah kind of angry and I was like yeah you'll see, I mean, maybe it'll be interesting at some point when you're feeling that but I feel like younger people are really into things like Marilyn Manson and not like a Marilyn Manson t-shirt but not ironically like real like yeah. it and I, yeah yeah really pilgrim <laughs> shoes guys wearing pilgrim shoes and he's you know sleeping around the stage you know with like, yeah yeah like that it, it it's a thing those big fat pants what are the jingos is that what is it the pants like, yeah are jingos back yes like just style <laughs> stuff which is you know that's yeah. cool whatever which is like kind of funny because it's some of the most unflattering fashion right. and that's like made this resurgence of just yeah. yeah whatever i was just gonna say like at the time when everything was going on and in the 90s and stuff and you were playing at the time did it just feel normal did you feel like something really special was kind of happening not not so much really because like being next to nirvana was always like always making a night a thought in my head well we're not nirvana you know and um like that is like a worldwide like moment in time and culture and and kind of knowing that a little bit then um and you know but not knowing that um there would be such a, a magnifying glass on seattle at the time like a, um, it was kind of just that sort of thing like getting um you know like this cultural moment in music and um and then uh having it you know be exploited and then commercialized and then the next thing you know there's like you know uh galliano's or you know gucci's got flannels or whatever yeah um, <laughs> But um, I never thought in a million years that there will, you know, like bands like Mud Honey or, or Nirvana would be on the radio, you know, which was yeah. um, great, amazing, and cool. Um, now I look back and see it a little bit more, but yeah. not at the time. Not the time. Yeah. Speaking of which, say it. I know you're going to ask me. <laughs> Is Dave Grohl a secret asshole? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. You guys, I mean, whole 
you've remained on good terms somehow good enough terms i would assume like you guys aren't hating each other <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, rare kind of. yeah <laughs> kind of i mean I'm, i am assuming yeah well um there's always some there's always some different um angles of these two people aren't talking or these two people aren't in like um like i wrote a memoir and i guess eric didn't like some of the stuff in it so then there's that and then there's always some weird like thing like Courtney's and Eric aren't talking over religious reasons. And I'm not kidding. That's, you know, like they have different sect of their Buddhism that they disagree with. And um, I don't know much, so I can't really speak to it, but um, so that that's a thing. And then, you know, uh, everybody's like, Oh, will you guys get back together and tour? And that actually never, I don't, I don't want to now I'm, I won't, but I mean, if they do great, I just don't want to. And last year we got together, me and Courtney and Clint Walsh was playing guitar and, and Melissa, and we were going to do something, but it was going to be without Eric. And it just totally didn't feel right either. It's a different sort of weird family dynamic. There's yeah. always, like we have a lot of history and yeah. So like they are all out of the country during the pandemic. And I'm like, oh, you fucking assholes can go. <laughs> <laughs> no. One goes to the great, beautiful mountains of Canada. Another lives in London, and another goes to New Zealand. And I'm in LA yeah. wearing a mask, walking down. The street, <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, like washing my hands and sanitizing. Come on. <laughs> like, so there's weird, you know, things like that. Like, oh, you know, world travelers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you friends with Melissa? Or any, like, are you actual friends with yeah. anyone in the band? Uh, Melissa yeah, Melissa and, um, Melissa and I were in, um, I go and visit her up in Hudson and yeah, in Basilica, her, at the Basilica. Yeah. Like one summer we met up in Vermont they have like her and her husband have a little bit of land. And so our daughters are friends and yeah. And so we talk every once in a while and just sort of check in and talk parenting stuff, which is cool. And, and I always kind of want to see what she's up to with her, her thing, um, at Basilica. Um, and you know, Courtney and I will talk sometimes like if like um commenting on something on social media or recently i did a bunch of i found i took a bunch of my cassettes that had a bunch of whole unreleased or rehearsals and stuff Whoa. and digitized them and bit on one of them from a rehearsal we were doing for the unplugged um and it's courtney's i guess francis came into the room and courtney started singing this making up this song and she's singing it to Francis, telling her, because Francis was like maybe three at the time, and she kept saying, no, stop it, no, or something, you know, all the time, at, like a little kid does. And Courtney was telling her not to say that and made up a song. And <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, digitized it, and then I sent that little section to her in London. And so we were talking about that. Eric has the, you know, the real archives of all of our stuff, but I had just a ton of stuff that was just rehearsals. And so I'll, you know, send something. And then Melissa would have a song about her boyfriend, whoever that was, some super cool hipster guy in <laughs> Brooklyn. And so I'll send that, you know, um, and we'll laugh about it. <clears throat> yeah. And Eric loves to get, like, I sent him, I found some stuff of us on tour when Kristen, our original bass player was in the band and so I sent that to him while he was in New Zealand. And it's mostly, I think that's a connection as well. It's like those 
that history and um, sharing that and acknowledging those moments and those people that are gone too, you know, like, yeah, uh, there's a bit of Kurt and Courtney and we're jamming me and Kurt and Courtney. And then um, Kurt stops and says, Courtney, you can't play that. That's a wiper song. And that yet you're not changing it and you're you're ripping off a wiper song. And she's like, <laughs> I, I'll change it in like this argument. And then it was like <laughs> so it was um those are the kind of like the cool things to like send over and you know yeah. share. You'll always have that. Yeah. Like yeah. even despite all the different directions your lives go, I think you'll always have that in common. Right. Yeah. It's been really difficult, more difficult than we imagined getting women on this show. And not because there's a lack of women playing music, but for some reason, the women we've reached out to have been the least responsive. Mm. And you have been in bands with mostly women. I mean, not all women, yeah. but mostly. And you being a lesbian, do you think you kind of had it different? Like, was there a different energy? Mm -hmm. Did you ever feel that kind of cattiness or yeah. were you more of a mediator? Yeah, it's that's a good question and such a sticky one too. It's like, <laughs> no, because I wasn't sure. And I wasn't sure how to ask that. I'm like, am I <laughs> being because rude? <laughs> I know that in like, uh, like for, for in whole specifically, um, like Courtney was never, um, she never had a problem with me being, you know, female in her band because I'm a lesbian. And I'm not going to flirt with her husband. I mean, she would say that literally. You're not going to, you know. And I'm like, I'm not. You're you know, safe. You don't, yeah. you know, don't have a problem. Plus, I'm more friends with him than I am with you. So at the time, you know. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just, it, and I, I never had that sort of, yeah, that sort of competitive spirit with, but about attention from guys or anything like that. Um, Courtney wanting to have, Melissa in the band and she can appreciate having a hot bass player like I think she wanted to have you know a girl that can play bass and you know is hot and you know um so there's that was there like a competitiveness yeah. do you think or do you think you were yeah. not so much um but you know there's always that weirdness and and it's a little bit not about that directly but about like someone i mean gets a little more attention than somebody else you know like like if you're like on the red carpet or whatever which i hate that shit and they're like melissa you know they're like melissa and they're not patty you know like there's that stuff which, whatever <laughs> i don't care i don't care uh and then so there's always that kind of weird those things but like that would be that would like maybe bother you one day and not bother you the next or whatever and but i think that 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 yeah, sort of competitiveness deal. between other um, people, women or men, like, I just wanted to be a great drummer. Yeah. You know, but also mm -hmm. my, when I looked at another drummer, like, let's say Samantha Maloney for specifics, when I look at other drummers like her, that makes me want to rise up and like work my ass off to get, you know, to, to do, be the best I can be. It's a little bit more of a, a motivator, I think, you know, and I think, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, the whole Courtney Cat Bieland thing was also a motivator for like Courtney um, to be um, to write better songs than Cat, or for Cat to you know have a cooler band. You know, Cat was definitely a better guitar player. Yeah, um, Courtney had better lyrics. They'll tell you, you know, or whatever. And so, yeah, there's those are those kind of competitive things. Were I get it? I feel like in 
like I don't know now that I feel like there was loads of women that were like in all women like in rock bands in the 90s and there's not as many women now it's like it's a bit more like gone into pop music and yeah yeah could there be a I'd love a I'd love an Elastica reunion yeah (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) yeah where are they (laughs) where are they I think I think Um, Justine like she had a tv show or something I love that stuff I love the next journey for a lot of yeah. musicians like what do you do now you yeah know? I was gonna ask you actually what have you been doing during like the pandemic yeah um painting a lot of painting um I do some needle felting which is like this sort of like fiber uh, like it's like yarn wool stuff but you, it's like 3d yeah right? yes <laughs> yeah wow cool and then uh you're just watching like uh, I think my girlfriend and I have watched most episodes of Survivor. Like we started at the beginning. I did that a while back. I don't yeah. know why. It wasn't for quarantine. It, it is, which everyone, one is that? A bunch of people get taken to an island. And there's this host who wears this funny shirt with really big pockets. That's it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> what a great. <laughs> I think his yeah. name's Jeff. Jeff Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and every week, like <laughs> an, a person gets voted off. And then at the end, they win a bunch of money, like whoever okay. survived the month. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, okay, yeah. so the, our our last part of the show is rants and raves, or as Joe Cardamon called it, rancid raves. <laughs> well, I gotta say, this is crazy, and and it's the Aaron Carter live YouTube. What? <laughs> no, I haven't heard this. He'll <laughs> do these live. Like he'll go on live and it's from his house. I don't know if he's still doing it, but he works on music, right? And so he'll have like his Ableton screen up and then he'll be like, just what he does is he just puts on loops and then he adds like keyboards and it's like, oh, a glimpse into me writing songs at home. And he's out of his mind. I don't know exactly what he's on. Um, Look, he hasn't slept. Um, And then every once in a while, the girlfriend will walk in and she, a lot of something, you know, like, uh, I don't just nails and you know and it's just together they <laughs> and it looks like you know he's lives in like one of those box stucco houses and you know I, I don't know maybe in the valley thousand oaks something like that and he'll he just wrecked you know and the music's crazy and then what he does is he'll go so send me some dollar bills send me and then people send in on some kind of cash app situation he has like this chat open and They'll send in a, like, um, here you go, Aaron. It's a dollar. You know, and they'll send in a dollar Why? or two. And then he'll say, hey, you know, and like there's c- certain regulars and on this cash app. And it's so, oh my gosh, he's like a webcam girl. But- exactly. Yes. <laughs> Aaron Carter is a webcam girl now. Yes. Yes. And then when the girlfriend walks in, it gets a little sketchy, like, oh, are they? I don't know. And then a dog will walk into and it's like, uh, you know, that there's dog poop somewhere on the floor and it hasn't been picked up in days. And sometimes he'll like go, he'll take the, the, he'll his phone down the stairs and go in the garage and then get on his motorbike and take us for a ride around the neighborhood. What? <laughs> How did he find So this? like I'll dip in. Uh, I don't know. Oh, cause he, I noticed one day he followed me on Twitter. So I was like, what? So I, Kind of went and you know one thing leads to another next thing you know you're in his you know dungeon watching him in his creative <laughs> process I, I, and he'll 
um, he'll talk about like all the scandal like going on, like, you know, uh, for those of you who want to know, I didn't punch my girlfriend. She went to the, you know, or whatever. And oh my it God. Just, you know, for me being a recovering person, it brings me back, you know, but, <laughs> you know so I like, I, it's like I'm teetering on the edge, you know, do I want to go? Oh, I'm getting a little too close. <laughs> it's just too, you know, but then I still want to just take a tiny peek. What's going on? I love it. So, wow. Yeah, and I guess I love it. he's been, He's been training for some boxing match for some money-making opportunity. I don't know. That's all a money-making opportunity. Yeah, a bigger way to make money better than that cash app. (laughs) That is amazing. Go check it out. I'm definitely going to. Oh, I will. (laughs) Yeah. So there was that. That's your, so that's what you're really into. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. God. And what are you hating on right now? I'm just going to say it. Fuck. It's just on social media when people like they're always talking about causes and stuff and it's constant yes <laughs> and it's like yes you're really young mostly younger folks bless them god bless them but it, and it's like you know here's something this is like it's always some you know a lot of like so like in my face political which is cool whatever yeah, yeah. about all these different things and then um and and ways really young to not experienced all sides of any of it anyway. Okay. Yeah. No, and then anytime anybody dies, even though they don't have a connection to the person, they'll be like, you know, God bless, God, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so, you know, like, God I, bless. And yeah. it's like uh, whoever. I hate that. Uh, and it's just the whole feed. Laura and I know somebody who like, no matter what, whoever dies, he's the first person to post about it yeah. and be like, you touched my life, blah, blah, blah. You did it. I was so inspired. Like everyone who dies, he's the very first person. It's like he has a Google alert, any celebrity death or whatever. And he has to go to Instagram posting a picture. The one time he met them. Yep, that's him. <laughs> of course you know who we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we should just have our own Zoom. Know, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do this every week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um thanks so much thank for you yeah on. this is so awesome and yeah it really is thank you for having me such an honor to have it was you so on. great to yeah. talk take care you too take care Bye. Bye. thanks for listening to this week's episode of never meet your idols join us next week when we welcome izzy phillips from black honey submit questions for us or our guests, email us at nevermeetyouridols at gmail.com. Or send us a message or voice memo on Instagram at nevermeetyouridolspodcast. Until next time, I'm Kare. And I'm Laura Mary. See, See you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday.